I'm Ebony K. Williams, your attorney at law and your host. Welcome to Holding Court, where y'all know what we do. We analyze the very latest in legal headlines that everybody's already talking about. We dig into how the courts impact the culture. We break it down for you straight from gavel to your news feeds. And this, I promise y'all, each and every week, we're gonna keep it 100, right, Dustin Ross? That's right, especially during Christmas time, Ebony. <laughs> <laughs> Happy so holidays. That's right. <laughs> let's do it. Okay, so we're gonna do a very special episode because it is the holiday season, Dustin. Yes. And we're gonna do an entire episode that is a very rich docket, and then we're gonna take some time at the the end of the episode to focus on a particular docket story that okay. means a lot to me personally, and I'm gonna get into the why, and that is the lawsuit filed by the sensational uh, artist and really beautiful young woman, FKA Twigs. Yes. Um, she, of course, is suing Shia LaBeouf. This is everywhere. This really broke the internet when this lawsuit was announced, and we're gonna get into the legal ease of it, but also uh, the impact of the culture okay. because it's important. All right, but first up on the docket, you know, we got to start with Dwayne Carter. Oh. Uh, Wheezy, please say the baby uh, has. And we talked about this on holding court when the charges were initially filed. Mm-hmm. Wayne uh, was charged in federal court with a felony count of possession of a weapon by a felon, by someone that is a former convicted felon. We know that is illegal yeah. in all states and jurisdictions in America. And. <laughs> The, the facts were funny. I know you, you got a kick out of it, Dustin. It was a gold-plated... Gold-plated. ...handgun mm-hmm. that, that, that Wayne was allegedly found with, along with a lot of ammunition. On brand. On brand. Um, bling, bling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't really know how it was going to come out. I didn't know exactly what would happen in the legal aspect of it. But he was looking at 10 years. And we know that this all stems from a possession case of a firearm in New York where Wayne ultimately did serve eight months in Rikers. Okay, so he was potentially looking at a lot of time, still is. Uh, As of just this week, Dwayne did go ahead and enter a guilty plea. Now, that threw me off, Ebony, Mm -hmm. because it would seem like he would want to avoid being, you know, found guilty of this charge being that he is a felon and it's automatically illegal for him to be in possession of a gun. So why would he plead guilty? I have to tell you, I'm shocked that both as just a spectator in the culture, but as an attorney, I'm going to tell you why I'm shocked. Because he pled, uh, he pleaded guilty. Mm -hmm. Actually, I found this out when I was working at CBS News, rather. I found this out when I was working at CBS News. Pled is like not correct. I was like, what? Pleaded. 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 And I'm telling you what's wild. We were saying pled in court when I was practicing like it wasn't nothing. Yeah. You know, Your Honor, we pled. I was saying it until today. Listen. <laughs> like the, the more you know. Book, until today. The more you know. I was saying it till then. Yes. The more you know. So uh, Wayne ended up pleading guilty. Okay. And it was shocking to me, to your point, because his lawyer said, and says even as recent as this week, they had a legitimate motion to suppress ready to go. Mm-hmm. The motion was going to be be based on a suppression of the evidence, mm-hmm. in this case the gun and ammunition, which would be required to be admitted for guilty verdict. Right. Because they were arguing it was a violation of Wayne's Fourth Amendment, improper search and seizure. Mm-hmm. How did you get on the plane? Let's test that warrant. Let's make sure that all the things constitutionally require for you to even be able to search this man's aircraft, because it was Wayne's private jet mm-hmm. uh, in the Miami area in which they found this alleged evidence, they were going to challenge that on constitutional grounds. It was a legitimate suppression motion for all I know, Dustin. And Apparently, the lawyer said he was ready to file the motion, ready to go, ready to challenge the shit on its face. And Dwayne decided, I just want to take accountability. 
I don't know what world Dwayne Carter is living in because that he does what the fuck he wants to do. Like listen, no matter what. Listen. Call Donald Trump. You got a few that days. Might, now listen. That word on the street is that might be the plan. Mm-hmm. Is that while Trump has these remaining what less than thirty days in office or whatever it is, he is going to be going. He's trying to expedite the whole thing. Plead guilty. Um, go ahead and get sentenced, and then ask for a pardon from the president. Only issue is his sentencing date is January 28th. That, of course, will be after. So uh, I'm going to be on the lookout. You be on the lookout, Dustin. Let's see if he makes a motion to move up that sentencing date in early January. Then we know what the vibe is. Then we know what the vibe is. But it's crazy because, yeah, he's looking at 10 years, and, you know, everybody's an armchair attorney, which I guess I can appreciate. (laughs) but Or not really. But... He is going to serve time. People are like, oh, he's not going to serve. No, no, he's going to serve time mm-hmm. because this is not a charge in which any prosecutor would be able to get away mm-hmm. with not asking for an active sentence, mm-hmm. nor would any federal judge, and the judge in this case, a woman named Kathleen Williams. Okay. You know, I, f- I feel like we might be related. Well, yeah, Williams. Williams, hey, Williams. My grandma's name was Katie. Let's, let's give it a shot. Let's go for it. Um, This federal judge, Kathleen Williams, is not on her watch mm-hmm. on that federal bench going to let a previously convicted felon who's First conviction was possession of a firearm. Yeah. Now your ass don't learn. You're back in my court for the same on a nu- thing. The same damn thing. Another possession of firearm, but this time you know it's extra illegal because you are a convicted felon. Why? Would He's he do going this? to get active time, a year or two, something like that. How much of it will he serve? I think he's gonna. I think Wayne's gonna be in jail a year. Maybe he wants the break. He must, if you're just saying give it, because that's literally him saying, please, sir, send me to jail, sir. Like, that's literally what he's doing. And good luck calling in that favor from Donald Trump, um, because you see how he just did Kim Kardashian when she approached him to stop the execution. Save that man's life. Yeah, and he told her, girl, fuck you. Like, Mm -hmm. y'all didn't vote for me, so oh well. Uh, The favors are out, you know, because that's kind of motherfucker he is. That's what they get. So, yeah, so uh, right now Dwayne is free on $250,000 bail, but he did have to surrender his passport because that would make, of course, when you're that rich, you are a known flight risk. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we can expect to see him in court January 28th for sentencing, if not before. What a dummy. I know. I'm sure his lawyer was like, bruh, for real? Like, like that's what you pay what me for. What the fuck are you, you doing? You pay me to yeah. challenge the constitutionality of these charges. I got my motion to suppress ready to go. Don't file it because you want to plead? Okay. That's his right. A little suspect to me. I'm yeah. going to watch this. That's weird. Another uh, uh, case that caught a lot of fire that's on our docket, Dustin, is our girl Peppa from, of course, the infamous... And culturally relevant, always salt and pepper. Okay, I'll take your man. So Pepper is suing her plastic surgeon that she alleges, this is interesting, Dustin, he convinced her, that's going to be key here, Mm -hmm. that this plastic surgeon convinced her to get multiple surgeries to prepare the damage done to her body after being in a car accident. Now, for those that don't know, Pepper was in a car accident with an Uber. There's a whole bunch going on there. She's suing Uber and the driver and potentially some other cars. That's separate. Mm Mm-hmm. This lawsuit we're talking about is essentially over botched butt plastic surgery. <laughs> like many, you know, listen. <laughs> do you watch Botched on E? I do. I was like, oh, yeah. Peppa going to end up on she Botched. She's going to end up on Botched. But Peppa said, forget that Botched check. I'm taking this all the way, all to, the the way to the courts. All the way to the Yeah, okay. exactly. And, you know, we live in a society, Dustin, and we're not strangers to it. Lots of people. Mm-hmm. 
men and women, mm-hmm. are getting these operations. Yep. They're getting these injectables. They're getting these implants in their butt and other places. And they are having dire consequences. When yeah. I say dire, I mean that literally some folks don't even live to tell about it. Yes. So um, Can't sit down. Can't, and that's what she's basically saying is that, that because of the advice, she now is having discomfort. She is having hardening in her butt area. That, that she got an MRI, this is deep, and it's saying that she has a large amount of silicone and dead scar tissue in her body, which is a, that's a toxin, Dustin, okay? Yeah. And that could lead to all kind of residual health consequences. Yes. And, you know, she's a woman of a particular age. I want to say she's 54. 54, Okay, yeah. so let's not play with it. I don't think she's going to, but she's seeking damages as a result of what she is saying was probably unnecessary surgery. She claims that Dustin... After the accident, she realized the butt injections were going to be a problem because they shifted. Like, literally, they moved because of the accident. Her accident tore her ass up. Literally. literally. Yeah. Oh, no, you did it, but you're right. Literally. literally tore her ass up. And that she told the doctor, take everything out. Mm-hmm. Just remove everything. Let me go back to my original situation. Mm-hmm. Doctor said, you're not going to be satisfied with that. Let me go back and put in more injections and smaller implants. And Pepper is alleging in her suit that that is causing her discomfort pain and that she will never fully recover from it hmm. so we'll we'll continue to watch this but I, I think here's the, the big takeaway for the culture on this dustin again you know i'm never gonna knock anybody getting any enhancements or work to make themselves feel better right. about themselves not at all we're not gonna shame that no. we don't do that on holding court but y'all please vet the credentials please. of these surgeons and doctors you are going to please. just because it's elective surgery just because it's cosmetic surgery it's surgery mm-hmm It's surgery. Literally risking your life. Anesthesia is involved. It's surgery. Treat it as if it's open heart surgery. And when you want the best, like if we're being honest, I remember Mm -hmm. she was walking around looking like a lowercase d from the side (laughs) for a long time. I don't understand why it took this long. I guess maybe it just had to hurt. It hurt. That's what it is. And that's what will happen. People will tolerate a lot. I mean, I've I've sadly, when I was in law school, one of my... uh, associateships over the summer was at a medical malpractice firm. Oh, wow. And so what you see that people will tolerate mm-hmm. um, and up until their threshold of pain mm-hmm. is truly reached is sad. It's sad and it's scary. But, I mean, I think we've all seen a lot of folks with these butt enhancements, mm-hmm. thigh enhancements, uh, waist liposuctions yes. gone wrong. Gone wrong. Be careful. Don't... <laughs> Somebody was watching something and they said, uh, don't get your plastic surgery on Groupon. Groupon, Oh, yeah. that was Real Housewives of <laughs> yeah. Atlanta Reunion 9. I happened to be watching that over the weekend. Facts, yes. though. Mm-hmm. Facts. Seriously. Mm-hmm. That is not where you want to be looking for a discount. You don't. You, you need know. to find someone who does the best work of the type that you're seeking. Literally. Like, find that. Don't wait. Don't just go to someone just because they perform the function because you end up looking like this and feeling like this. You don't want surgery on sale. You do not. You know, maybe a handbag, maybe a pair of shoes. Yeah. Not your life. Not your life. Not your life. Or else, look, that's your ass. <laughs> that's your ass. Okay. <laughs> you are so silly, but oh, so right. You, you never yeah. tell no lies. Yikes. Okay, so this was another interesting story, Dustin, that's on our docket. This involving a Little League coach. This went viral. I'm Hmm. sure you've seen the footage. It's everywhere. I've seen it, all right. Um, And this little boy got popped. It was a hot mess. Couldn't be my baby. And that's all I'm going to say to you, Ebony. Before we even get too deep into this thing, when I saw him knocking them kids upside the head in them football, do you know how fast I would have been down them stands and on that field? 
I wish y'all could see Dustin right now because he was about to take a sip of his Red Bull. He had to, have, <laughs> he had had to hold, to put it down. I had to stop. Yeah, I you were triggered. Triggered, and I don't even have children. Right. But just watching that, yeah. I, I just, you couldn't have been, couldn't have been me, couldn't have been my kids, and it couldn't have been nobody else's child that I knew. It damn sure couldn't have been my kids. Because here's the thing. First of all, I think that our society does too much to normalize violence against children. Yes, it does. You know, and I know you and I, Dustin, come from a generation where we were popped yes. and all of that. Yes. And it was normalized. I get it. Guess what? We're not in that era anymore. We're not. We are not in that era anymore. We know better as a culture. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to hear that as an excuse. Mm-hmm. You know, it is not normalized for black people to be abusing our children mm-hmm. and not in a parental capacity and for damn for sure not. In no coaching capacity. A damn football coach. Crazy as hell. He gonna hit my child upside the head like that and knock them down onto the ground. You know how hard you have to Publicly? hit a nine-year-old in football pads to yep. knock them onto the ground? This coach, crazy-ass Jarrell Williams. This yeah, is probably okay, another Jarrell. one of my cousins. <laughs> no, damn. we ain't claiming this I don't want to claim okay. Jarrell. Uh, from, from Georgia, this the team was from Savannah, Georgia, seen on video. Slapping, as Dustin just said, knocking down to the ground. To the ground. A nine-year-old. Then shaking him once he gets to the ground. I cannot. A couple things before I get to uh, the legality of this. I already have a a feeling about young kids playing contact football. Mm -hmm, You mm -hmm. know, um, we know about CTE now. We know the frontal lobe and certain Mm -hmm. aspects of the brain are not even fully functioned. So I don't even like it. I'm I'm on record as saying my son Mm -hmm. is not playing no no contact tackle football. That's right. Not not at all. That's right. But then you're the coach and you're going to hit my baby upside the damn head and shake them? You're crazy. Yeah. You're fucking crazy. Completely crazy. Um, one good point I want to make, though, because this just came to my mind. One of my little cousins had a full-ride football scholarship mm-hmm. to a university, um, played on the team, and he completely pivoted his his career um, choice. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to pursue, like, a, a career in mental health. He's going to become right. a doctor and focus on helping patients that suffer from CTE and CTE-related energies. Yeah, and rehabilitating these athletes because he was first-hand experience on the field and seeing this shit. And this abuse happens. I mean, you know, it happens in these um these football scenarios, these basketball scenarios, um I've seen it in lacrosse. It it's does. it's whack and it's normalized. No. No. You're not going to hit my child. I'm sorry. No, you're absolutely crazy. You're just not going to be hitting my 9-year-old upside the head. And what does it say Dustin that this coach Garrell Right. Garrell felt so comfortable to knock this little boy on the ground in front of people, yep. knowing that we live in an iPhone society, yep. it tells me that society has a responsibility here, too. Yep. That we should have been so shocked and horrified long ago by this kind of shit that Gorel's ass would have known not to do that. Yeah. And I, and what's really so two things. The way this footage actually got into the hands of the authorities was because someone recorded it and Mm -hmm. said, you know, I don't have a connection to any of these players or these teams, but I just wanted this to end up in the proper hands. Which is interesting because the actual parents Mm -hmm. did not want, did not not want want to press charges. Any any charges pressed against this man, but guess what? who's fucking? (laughs) That's what it sounded like to me. Which one of y'all, which one of the parents is messing with this coach? Because I, for real. (laughs) Like, so there's a connection here. Yeah. Or it could either be that, which is nice and salacious and interesting, or it could be a worse scenario to me, Dustin, which is that our parents, some of our parents in our culture and our mm-hmm. community 
subscribe to this notion because this was kind of the thinking of Adrian Peterson, if you recall, when Adrian Peterson, who is a fantastic superstar running back in the league and thankfully to me got a second chance to revive his career, but was taken out of the league. I want to say served some time for sure was convicted um, of child abuse for beating his own four year old son with a switch in a really turbulent way. And the notion that goes in the culture around this type of violence against children is we're going to get them disciplined and in line before society does. Mm -hmm. That we are going to encourage and applaud and celebrate a level of violence against our children, which is nothing but coming down from slave uh, Mm -hmm. genealogy. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what that is, you know, and we have to stop it. It doesn't take that. Everything doesn't require a physical response in that way, especially to get children to grasp a concept or learn, you know, a behavior. You don't need to beat their ass. And this is how we know it doesn't even work. Because they still be doing the same shit. Same thing. They just don't do it in front of you. Right. But this, what I saw, this just, there was literally, the kids were not in a um, hostile conversation with him. It wasn't like a a highly contentious situation. They were literally just on kids kids in the game. And he was literally busting them upside the head. I could not believe what I was looking at. I could believe it, Dustin. I don't know if it's, I don't know. I just, I can believe it because I've seen it. I would have been on his ass on that field strangling him. They really think that that's that's okay. And again, certain parents give them these permission slips, Dustin. That's why the parents didn't want to press no charges. This is crazy. Beat him up, coach. Cuss him out, coach. Nah, fuck that. So luckily, and this is actually the legal point I want to make, although the parents of this child said they didn't want charges to be filed, Thank God it's mm-hmm. not up to the parents. And that's something that people need to know. It's not up to the, quote, victim mm-hmm. as to whether or not charges are filed. Mm-hmm. Once there's evidence, and in this case, this videotape that this civilian took, it is up to the prosecutors themselves. And in this case, and I think it's the right call, prosecutors have decided to charge this individual Good. criminally. Yeah. The coach is now banned from the league, Good. as he should be. And he faces criminal child abuse charges brought by local state's mm-hmm. attorney's offices, also known as the local prosecutor, mm-hmm. despite the child's mother not wanting to press charges. Good. Now, that's interesting. That is that child's mother not wanting it. It might have been a situation. I told there. you. Somebody fucking everybody. That's what I, I don't know. I get it. I, I sense it. There's some hoes in, in this, this house, house okay? There's some hoes. Now, the coach, uh, probably, I'm sure, against his lawyer's wishes, made a statement on Facebook. He says this, Dustin. I'm not going to make any excuses for what I did. I was wrong. I shouldn't have disciplined him in public. I, I would second guess and push back on the word discipline there. I should have waited until we got back. What? Now, see? What the hell kind now, of apology see, is that? This is why you deserve everything that's going to happen to you, Jarrell Williams, because <laughs> you have no remorse and you're not even smart. You are so arrogant yep. and cocky and pompous that you think that you can actually have this sort of disposition when you're now being charged with something. Literally. And you're going to say, I should have waited until what? So I should have done the same criminal act and abused this young man, except I should have done it in private as to not get caught. That's what he said. poor brains. He is a total moron. That's what he said. You get everything. You're going to get what you deserve for this and for being so obtuse that you would even say something like this in the first place. Indeed. And and good, goody for him, as my grandmother would say. (laughs) Goody for him. Goody for him. Um, Because it's also reported, Dustin, that the coach was also employed. Uh, He had uh, another job 
job at Chatham County Sheriff's Office in the state of Georgia as a counselor for a detention center. Now, you know, damn well he oh, needed to be around them kids. wow. What a revolutionary concept. A loose cannon working in working law in enforcement. Working in law enforcement. Oh, wow. Wow, right. Somebody that has a hyper-violent <laughs> uh, understanding mm-hmm. of dealing with civilians Fucking and up folks kids and kids for the rest of their lives. In law enforcement. Yeah. Thankfully, Dustin, he's been released from that position. Good. Good. No, let's normalize not beating the shit out of our kids. Can we please do that? Let's not equate discipline with violence. With I violence. don't like that in his statement. No. I don't like that. That's he's some a bullshit. Moron. He's and an he, idiot. He doesn't even feel that he's done anything wrong, so he needs to learn from this. No. And have his ass held to the fire. And you know what? And that's why his ass going to get convicted because he's his dumb ass. And this Good. is the, the, the holding court legal point. Let your case be tried in court. Mm-hmm. Get your ass off Facebook. Mm. Fa- fucking Facebook. Right, because now you've already pretty much admitted your guilt. And please know, jurors, what you do on social media, Facebook, tweets, Instagram comments, those things are admissible in courts of law. Say that, Dustin. Admissible evidence. Yeah, Yeah. so don't play yourself on social media trying to be cute. We'll be right back. All right, so in a more serious story here. Well, I can't say more serious, but on a more, um, a heavier note. Mm -hmm. Let me say that, on a heavier note. Ugh. Yet again, another black brother uh, shot and killed, in this case, uh, at the hands of law enforcement, Casey Goodson. This broke my heart. 23, young man, Columbus, Ohio, fatally shot three times in the back by law enforcement. Uh, Now is being investigated, Dustin, by the Federal Justice Department for a possible civil rights violation. Here's what's important here. Let's go over some facts. A Franklin County Sheriff's deputy, now named Jason Meade. 17-year veteran of the department, mm-hmm. worked as a member of the U.S. Marshals Task Force. He has been identified, Jason Meade, as the police officer that shot in the back three times this 23-year-old black man by the name of Casey Goodson. Now, police say a firearm was recovered from Goodson. That's what police are saying, and mm-hmm. that he had a concealed carry permit. So even if that's the case, that's a legal carrying of the firearm. I just want to be clear, especially in the state of Ohio, that is legal. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally, Dustin Ross, no body camera and no witnesses so far. Isn't that a coincidence? Now, the Goodson family says that Casey was returning from Subway, sandwich restaurant, with a sandwich. Lord. And the sheriff's deputy then shot Casey in the back while he was entering the kitchen of his home. Of his home. Once again, lawyer for the deputy, uh, Jason Mead said that Mr. Goodson pointed his gun at Deputy Meade. Again, coincidentally. What gun, first no, of all? No, no, no camera footage and no witnesses to, to support that. No one. They just saying, well, he had a gun. And isn't that convenient that oftentimes, Dustin, when there's no body camera footage or eyewitnesses, how easy is it to allege yeah. that yeah. someone, quote, had a weapon? Because how can you tell that? They can't that? be corroborated. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and this is a damn shame. I don't care if he was armed because that's that's also tricky, mm-hmm. right? Like we want to talk about the killing of unarmed black folks. But what about the killing of of legally armed black people? Just as bad. Philando Castile. Yes. Just it's it's actually even worse. Um I listen. To me, this is bad police work, period, because as it was reported earlier, they were in um, the area looking for violent offenders or some shit like that. And this this young man, Casey Goodson Jr., mm-hmm. was not the subject of any investigation. At he all. was not the target that they were looking for, nothing. 
they just were fucking with him because he was walking through the wrong well, place you, at the you know wrong what time. It was? You know what? What he had that was suspicious is blackness mm-hmm. because that's the reality. Mm-hmm. And if you get um, the right cop, they'll be honest about it. Yep. That pretty much it is intrinsic. This is where that unconscious bias kicks in. That there's an unconscious, sometimes conscious, mm-hmm. that they call unconscious. Exactly. Um, predisposition that black people are inherently dangerous. Black men in particular. Just the fuck because. Just because. And young black men especially. And sad to say, I believe, Dustin, that that was exactly what happened in the case of Casey Goodson Jr., 23 years old, shot in the back three times and killed on his way uh, home in, in his own kitchen. And he that's was, crazy. He, he was home. He did um, have a permit, a, a, a license to carry these weapons. Legal legal gun owner. Legal, Where's the NRA, legal, by the way? Oh, you know, they, the don't, they don't care. At, at a Trump rally. That's right, where they at. Right, right. They don't care about um, anything to do with this case. And, and this young man had actually, the family has come forth and said that he had educated them mm. on gun, uh, ownership. gun ownership and being safe with this in the home. And, and it's a damn shame. And yeah. I'm very happy. The only thing I'm happy to report here, Dustin, is that the DOJ is going ahead and and, and investigating it immediately. We talked last week on Holding Court about how that's likely going to be the recourse if there's to be any justice Mm -hmm. for Sister Breonna Taylor. Mm -hmm. It's going to come from the Federal Department of Justice. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's, uh, you know, (laughs) clearly Ohio, uh, they they must know they can't handle it Mm -hmm. because for the Federal Department of Justice to jump in this quickly, Mm -hmm. that's a bit uncustomary Mm -hmm. and it tells me that they must have probably already had uh, a suspicion Mm -hmm. that this type of thing would need federal oversight. Yes. Federal oversight. That's going to be needed here and they're going to get it. Uh, You know, just reiterating for people that want to do the whataboutism, Mm because you know, I've been dealing with some conversations with folks, Dustin, outside this show. Okay. It's been a lot of whataboutism. Well, white people get killed by cops too. Yeah, they do. White people do get killed by cops and that's that's raggedy as hell too. Mm Mm-hmm. But black people are shot by cops more than twice the rate of white people. So it's that disproportionality mm-hmm. that is important to take note because it matters. Yeah. Because it matters. And you can't argue with these facts and, and this I data. I don't want to see no white people getting shot by the cops either. The cops, I don't want to see anybody, I don't getting, see shot anybody getting shot by the cops. Yeah. But we would be remiss mm-hmm. to not make the point that it is often us at the other end of that barrel. Yeah, and we know why. And we know why. So let's not go there. Got to change the laws. I'm going to say it again. We got to change the laws, make it so that law enforcement doesn't need to just come up with this bullshit, oh, I thought he had a weapon. That is not a standard that we can barely even prove. It's not. And any officer can claim reasonable fear at any point in time over some makeshift bullshit made up fear. Yeah. We need a law that requires law enforcement, Dustin, to prove necessity. Mm -hmm. It was necessary to use deadly force against this individual. And until we get that, I'm talking to you, Joe Biden. I'm talking to you, Madam President, uh, uh, Vice President-elect Sora Kamala Harris. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to Georgia, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who is currently in a position to put two Democrat senators in the United States Senate. Which we desperately desperately need to get things done. Because Mitch McConnell, Moscow Mitch, ain't it? Moscow, yep. Ain't it. We get those two Democrat senators in there, Dustin. We have control of the United States Senate. We have a sitting president and vice president that all have a mandate around this level of of legal Mm -hmm. legislative change around police brutality and killing. That's how the laws get changed. We need it. That's how the laws get changed. And I want to say for the record, Georgia, Georgia voters, we need you to vote. Early voting is open now. 
Okay, so listen, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to discuss, uh, again, a case that's very personal to me and, and the work that I do outside of my work uh, professionally. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, is uh, this celebrated artist, FKA Twig. She's a, a beautiful young lady, a talented yes. young lady. Talent. Um, and she's telling a personal story that needs to be told. Yep. Okay, welcome back to Holding Court. So, Dustin, I've been talking this up all episode because <clears throat> this lawsuit filed by FKA Twigs against Shia LaBeouf, mm-hmm. we all know him, him from, of course, Transformers and many other movies. Yes. It's really a Petri dish. It's a lesson uh, on a lot of different points in the culture. First of all, FK Twigs is a celebrated artist, a yes, very successful is. artist. You 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 hit me to the game, you know, just the level of her talent. The Can artistry. you expo- expound on that a bit? Yeah, she's just a classic, classically trained dancer, a, a very gifted songwriter, great vocalist. Um, and she is really um, hands-on with, like, all her visuals. Everything mm. is kind of next level in her artistry. It's more than what you would expect from today's music climate. Say that. So it's refreshing, um, and it, it's something that endears a lot of people to her as fans. I've seen her perform live before. Mm. She had a, um, a a beautiful set, and it was very um, choreography-heavy. She's very into just expressing the totality of her artistry love every that. time you see her. So she's a great artist. She's great a complete artist, artist it yeah. sounds like. A complete mm-hmm. artist. I love that. And her government name is Talila Barnett. Yeah. Um, again, she goes by the moniker FKA Twigs. I first remember hearing about her, and this is sad commentary, I don't know, probably on me, that unfortunately a lot of times we associate Mm-hmm. female artist with their romantic partners mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I remember really hearing about her and coming a national household name when she was dating um uh, twi- uh the Twilight Robert, uh, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson yeah yeah mm-hmm. so recently she was in this relationship with Shia LaBeouf and she has filed this lawsuit in Los Angeles alleging sexual battery battery assault intentional infliction of emotional distress and gross negligence. And all of these filings, Dustin, are under various civil right torts. Okay? okay. This is unusual. I'll tell you why in a minute, but I just want the jurors to know. Like, that's the that's the nature of her claim. Mm-hmm. It is a civil rights claim, to be clear, mm-hmm. under these notions of battery, assault, sexual violence, and negligence. She's seeking a jury trial. The main incident in her, if you look at her complaint, she talks about a lot of allegations against Shia LaBeouf over the course of their almost year-long relationship. And uh, I just want to say Shia LaBeouf is no stranger to accusations of violence and raging. No, this isn't the first time we Not heard. at all. FKA Twigs is claiming that there was an incident at a gas station. This mm-hmm. was, she says, around February uh, 14th, 2019, where he slammed her against the car, choked her out, strangled her. She attempted to leave the car, Dustin, uh, tried to get—oh, oh! oh. This was crazy. This was very scary to me. I don't know if you've ever been in a car with somebody who's on a rage and then they use the fact that you're vulnerable to them driving this automobile to put your your life in jeopardy. She says that in this this gas station thing, before they got to the gas station, he took his seatbelt off, started going a million miles an hour, reckless driving for sure, and said, if you don't tell me you love me right now, I'm going to end it all for both of us. Man. What in the hell is wrong with him? It's a lot wrong with him. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, so that's kind of the crux of her case. But she talks about many other occasions where she's in the apartment um, that they shared together. He did all the things um, that abusers do 
isolated her from her friends and family. Yeah. Um, this woman is successful, and we're going to get to that in a minute because that that is an important anecdote here. That despite her millions of dollars, mm-hmm. despite the fact that she owns a beautiful home in London, mm-hmm. despite the fact that she has resources and a support system, he did such an effective job as most abusers do of taking her self-esteem, her self-worth, her just sense of self down to zero to she did not even feel she could avail herself to the plenty of resources that she had because she is FKA Twigs. Mm -hmm. Now compare that, Dustin, to, oh, I don't know, an, an average kind of more typical woman or man. That does not have those resources, that doesn't have millions of dollars, that doesn't own a home independent from their partner, that doesn't have friends and family and a team and manager, that doesn't even have the resources to avail themselves to. And I like, to her credit, Dustin, she speaks on that. She says that's actually the motivation for her coming out and doing this so publicly is because she wants people to know if it was this hard for me to leave with all of my resources, what must it be like for the average citizen? Yeah. For the le- for how about even the citizen that doesn't even have the average level of resources? Yep. What about homeless people yep. that are that are in abusive relationships, um, impoverished people? It happens every day. And the reason it's so personal to me, you know, I'm on the board of directors for um, a really beautiful organization called Safe Horizon. Okay. We are actually in the country the largest victims advocacy and resource center in in the country, mm-hmm. and we work with women. We work with children and we work with men. We actually have a special mandate, uh, Dustin, around men and black men in particular that find themselves victims of crime and partner violence. It definitely happens. And it happens a lot. Yes. It happens a lot. And and men don't even talk about it a lot. Yeah. And and that's important. And FKA Twigs has also gone on record as to say that whatever financial um, recourse she gets from this lawsuit She's going to donate uh, an ample amount of those funds to organizations that do this work, that help victims of violence and domestic partnership abuse. And I just want to say uh, to you, Miss FKA Tweaks, please consider Safe Horizon mm-hmm. um, in all sincerity to donate to because we do do a lot of this work. Um, but getting back to, to this filing, she also goes on, Dustin, to allege that this man intentionally, and this is where the intentional infliction of emotional distress comes in and the assault he intentionally gave her a sexually transmitted disease mm-hmm. and um, thought it, wait, what? Oh, and that she says that she had a flare-up with whatever disease this is. I guess this sounds like herpes or something. Yeah. In December of 2019, and he worked to hide his outward symptoms by applying makeup. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So she probably asked him what the hell is going on down there. This man was literally putting on makeup to hide his outward flare-up in, tw- in 2019 and, pr- and proceeded to engage with sexual contact with her, knowing that he was active and transmittable. Just the lowest of the lows. Yeah, the lowest of the low. Um, she then eventually, thank God for her, sought out therapy. Um, and she credits therapy, and this is important too, with her ability to finally muster the courage and the ability, the will, to to leave Um in an email she sent to her therapist in February of, I suppose, 2020, she says this. I have just left an emotionally, physically, and sexually abusive relationship. I'm very confused and overwhelmed. I'm writing this email because I am hoping that by seeking professional help, I can stay out of it and carry on with my life. 
um, very sad. I mean, if you guys read this New York Times article, which I encourage you to, it goes into so many details, Dustin, as to how she got to this point. Because Mm -hmm. I think people are very judgmental around domestic violence um, for men and for women. For sure. And they had this attitude of, well, you should have left the first time. Or why'd you tolerate it? Or better yet, I love slash hate. What did you do to make it mad? What did you do to make her put her hands on you? And especially when it's a man who's the victim, take it. Mm -hmm. You can't handle her? That's on you. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. The victim shaming, it's ridiculous. And Shia LaBeouf, according to her allegations, and some other women, which I'll talk about in a second, he did all the things that empower abusers. You make her feel like she's not shit without you. You separate her from her friends and family. He, according to her, forced her to stay with him in Los Angeles as opposed to going to her home yeah. and support system in London where she had established residency. Um, what else did he do? Um, oh, she said he headbutted her. I mean, this was nuts. Um, headbutted her to the point of bleeding. I mean, a mess. Also, out of control. Out of control. A former girlfriend by the name of Carolyn Foe. Now, this is a, a different woman um, that also is in this lawsuit. Claims that Shia LaBeouf did the exact same things to her. Mm-hmm. That rage driving mm-hmm. and jeopardizing her life. Um, physical abuse. Mandating sex a certain amount of times per week. Mandating kissing me a certain times per week. Both Catherine and FKA Twig said they were not allowed, Dustin, to look at male waiters in restaurants. They were trained to keep their eyes on their menus. Keep their eyes on their food and drink. Um, that he would abuse and beat them a- a- after they got home if he felt they were threatened in any way. Um, it was something else just particularly egregious. This I mean, is this insane. is all egregious, but... Um, oh! FKA Twig says she was not allowed to wear clothes to bed and that he would literally go into a rage, keep her up all night over something very small and and and, and obtuse, as you would say, about mm-hmm. like, I like this artist, you don't like this artist, and then keep this woman up all night long, knowing... Going back to your introduction of how brilliant her artistry is, she had an album coming out. Mm -hmm. She had a tour that she had to reschedule several times. So not only are you literally devastating me on a personal, emotional, and physical level. Now you fucking you fucking with my coins. Yeah, you fucking with my coins. Um, So awful, so awful. So Twigs also went on to say in this New York Times piece, "What I went through with Shia was the worst thing I've ever been through in my entire life." I don't think people would ever think it would happen to me, but I think that's the thing. It can happen to anybody. And that's why I'm glad she said something, Dustin, Mm -hmm. because it can happen to anybody. And then I, I, I made note of this because it's so sadly true. When asked why she didn't come out earlier, she says this, and this is a quote. I just thought to myself, no one is ever going to believe me. I'm unconventional, and I'm a person of color who is female. Mm -hmm. And that goes to what we see at Safe Horizon. About 80% of our clients, Dustin, men and women, are of color. See. Okay, black black and brown people. Mm -hmm. And it is because often people, again, that unconscious bias, that we deserve it, we can tolerate it, it's intrinsic in our culture, that we just have an intrinsic propensity for violence, right. and that we will not be believed when we report to law enforcement or other authorities that we are victims and that we are abused. And Incredible. this woman, with her status and her money and all those things, says right here for us to see in plain English, I didn't think I would be believed. Why? Because I'm a woman of color. Mm-hmm. It can't be more clear. 
Yeah, this is incredible. Um, and I just think it's amazing that she's got such a clear POV on this, yeah. even after experiencing all this. And you can tell um, that's word to her therapy. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like, because she's able to say things like, um, I, if this can happen to me, it can happen to anybody. So she's willing to share this story with other yeah. people. and. Yeah. And be vulnerable. Yeah, like and, that's and, good. And go into that pocket. And and I want to, you know, the reason I wanted to spend some time on it this particular episode is because we are in the holiday season. Yeah. And while for many of us that comes with celebration and holiday cheer and festivities, mm-hmm. for many also it's, it's one of the darkest times of the year. Mm-hmm. And I saw this working with Safe Horizon. The number, Dustin, of calls to our help center it upticks. And we're going to put the number um, and website information in our episode notes. Of course. So if you or anybody you know or love or care about um, is dealing with this right now in the holiday season, please reach out. It's actually the most dangerous time to go through this process because there's an expectation of all these kind of uh, – and, and COVID has, has, a, has a compounding effect. Okay, this quarantine has been very dangerous for a lot of people, Dustin. Being in the house. Being in the house because, you know, a lot of people were saying on social media, you know, oh, everybody get over yourselves. You know, you're you're staying home and you're being safe. Everybody's not safe at home, Dustin. Yeah, that's the thing. Everybody's not safe at home. Uh, There were children who love going to school, not necessarily because they love algebra and geometry. They are safe at school. Yep. They're escaping something. They're escaping a violent, toxic environment. Same Ooh. thing with um, men and women who have violent partners. They like going to work because they're safe at work. Yeah. So when this COVID lockdown and quarantine are among us, we are not safe, many of us. It can literally be a, re- a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it so. could be a death sentence, actually. It could be a death uh. sentence. So between COVID and quarantine and then the holiday season, which this is Always, not just in COVID, Dustin, where there's these expectations of like these forced communal and family gatherings, right, right. you know, that you can't go anywhere. You got to right. be there. That can be very triggering, very triggering to many folks and very dangerous for folks. And then the other thing FKA Twigs talks about in the um, Times piece is when she finally gets to the place where she's going to leave him. He comes back into the home, throws a fit, you know, all that. That's actually the scariest and most dangerous time is when you're ready to leave mm-hmm. and you're about to leave. So, again, if you if you or someone you know is in this situation or anything like it, you don't have to do it alone. That's the point of this story. You don't have to do it alone. There are resources out there, whether it's Safe Horizon or someplace else, that can assist you. We have counselors. We have um consultants, people that are with you every step of the way, Dustin, to identify a safe haven for you, to identify an action plan. You have to have a plan. You have to. Some you know what I mean? Some kind of strategy. We will work with you. We It, it, it doesn't matter if you're a, 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 you have no resources at all or if you're like FK Twigs and, you know, you have shame because you feel like you should be able to do this by yourself. No one has to do it alone. Yeah. No one has to do it alone. So I just wanted to really spend some time on this this holiday season because as we celebrate and deck the halls and, you know, have our cocktails and all of that because I, I love the holiday season. Yeah. Just know that this this is upon us and this is also with us and with our culture. Well, and I'm so God. happy. Yeah, I'm so happy as a black woman, a woman of color, that she spoke out. And she's also getting co- cooperation, rather, from other people. Was it Skia? Who's this yes, other young lady? Um, Sia, the, the you know, legendary these... songwriter. Yeah. Okay, you know who... I don't know these people, does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. Well, don't nobody know Sia. You know, she always wears her hair across oh, her face. Oh, that's who that is. Yeah, so okay, don't feel I've seen bad. her on the carpet. <laughs> yep. Okay, got it. Um, but yeah, she said that she had the same exact experience with him. So she's coming forward. And that's actually a huge voice 
place in the music industry. So yeah. that's going to reach a lot of people. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. Rolling. Is Sia White? Yes, yeah, she is. Okay, I so think, there's that. Because like I well, said, the hair is always covering her damn face. So I'm pretty sure, you know. Right. I know. And <laughs> the only reason I bring it up, because some might be listening and think, why does it matter? Well, mm-hmm. unfortunately, mm-hmm. as black people, our credibility is often in question. Often. And sad but true. It sometimes bolsters our credibility when non-people of color, a.k.a. white people, yep. tell the same story. Yep. It supports it. Yep. It strengthens the narrative, unfortunately, but unfortunately. it does. Um, and but so it does. This is good for FKA Twigs, and God bless her. And God bless her. Um, I love that she filed this in civil court. Again, it's different. Normally, we only see these civil court filings around violence and, and, and abuse like this, Dustin, when it's um you're trying to seek a protective order or you're mm-hmm. going through a divorce or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's normally kind of like a... a an uncommon legal mechanism, but I like that she is normalizing. Like, when you do this to me, you are violating my civil rights. You absolutely are. For the record, LaBeouf has, to me very stupidly, spoken out and given a, a statement, but here's what he says. Many of these allegations are not true, but then he continued on to say that the opportunity to air their statements, talking about his victims, um, publicly and accept accountability for those things is important. Mm-hmm. He adds that he is now, quote, a sober member of a 12-step program and in therapy. I am not cured of my PTSD and alcoholism. PTSD. Child. But I am committed to doing what I need to do to recover and will forever be sorry for the people that I may have harmed along the way. May have? Come on now. Right. Um. So listen, I... From a legal standpoint, say nothing. Shut mm-hmm. the fuck up. Duh. You know, because on some level here, you are acknowledging harm and wrongdoing. You are. Okay. That's so the arrogance. That's right. That's right. the arrogance. I said I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. What you want me to do? I'm in therapy. Right. No, what you've done is actually admitted on the record, which is, again, legally admissible evidence, that you are accepting accountability for wrongdoing. That's literally what you're saying. That's literally what you're doing, and that will work against you in court. And well, so good for I'm FKA sure, Twigs. Good for her, great for all the victims, mm-hmm. bad for his lawyer, because you just made your lawyer's job harder. Right. FKA Twigs, of course, is seeking compensatory and punitive damages in an amount that the jury um, will determine at trial and or judge. Yeah. And again, she, I love this, she's saying that a lot of those proceeds, whatever money she does get, mm-hmm. she's going to give a significant portion to domestic violent charities. Like Safe Horizon. Like Safe Horizon. And she yep. says this because she's, you know, she's just being very transparent. She says it was actually very expensive and a massive undertaking of time and resources to get out. Mm-hmm. And it is. That's why I'm saying, Dustin, don't think you can do this shit by yourself. Yeah. Don't even try it, I say. Really rely on support systems, resources, funds, plans, your family, people that you trust to help you because... It's not on you to do this alone. It's not. It's really not. Listen, y'all, jurors, thank you so much for listening. Please follow us, subscribe, give us a review, give us five stars. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Uh, Tell a friend, tell everybody. Help get the word out about Holding Court. And don't forget to check out this week's episode notes. We're going to put some specific things in there around domestic partner violence for this time of year. Holding Court. Resources. We are about solutions here at Holding Court. Holding Court comes to you from Uppity Productions in association with Dossie Media and presented by the Black Effect Network from iHeartRadio. Audio production services provided by the one and only One of One Productions. Y'all join us again next week. And in the meantime, stay safe. And always, Dustin Ross, what? Always read them damn terms and them conditions. Amen. That's right. <laughs>